This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680 CJOB. They have their systems, they have what they do, they have their identity. But at this time of year, it's really about how, how your team's playing and how we're playing. And, and we know we can do a lot better. Um, we knew what they were going to do tonight. We knew how they were going to they were going to play. I haven't played since Monday, so we knew they were going to come out and, and have and have good legs. And um, in the neutral zone, we we didn't quite crack the code. Um, and I think that's uh, at the end of the day, that's you know it, it limited our offense on the rush, limited our offense, offense the time in, in the O zone. Um, you know that's what really hurt us. I think. Pierre-Luc Dubois, uh, after the game Saturday afternoon, uh, Winnipeg Jets falling to the Los Angeles Kings, um, four to one, six six and one so far this March. Uh, power play was able to uh, finally get one on the board there, uh, but is now one for twenty eight. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know, Jim. I mean, I know you were on the post game show. Um, it's nice to be nice to be back in the saddle here again after I was uh, out of commission there on Friday. But I mean, where where do you put this this Winnipeg Jets team? I mean, where as we? I mean, I I don't think anybody's happy with how they're playing heading into the postseason here. No, I I don't think anybody is happy with the way they're playing, and I I still think they'll get in. Um, they have forty one wins in the year, but so they're five and five in their last ten. You said what they are in the month. Um, and I thought it's another game that looked winnable except for the smaller things. They couldn't win a face-off. Power play hurt them. Rinse, repeat, broken yeah. record. Is this the same episode of Jets Unknown for the last well, three weeks? I mean, I, I wish, yeah, I mean, it's it's the face-off, man. I mean, it's two, two killer goals coming directly off of face-offs. Um, the second one was just a, was a breakdown that happened there. Uh, but but again, it took it took 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes for the Jets to get into that game. I think they were getting outshot like 13 to one at some point against L.A. Look, that's a playoff built team, this L.A. Kings team. They're good. Yeah, they don't have a ton of superstars. They have Anze Kopitar and they have uh, Drew Doughty. Mm-hmm. I mean, they went and made a trade for a goaltender. He's worked out well, but this is a team of, of really good hockey players, much yeah. built like the Jets, like. They don't have too many superstars, bonafide Connor McDavid's, but what they do have is the right mix of draft picks that have matured mm-hmm. earlier than I think a lot of people thought. Yeah, I agree. They made some good free agent signings like Philip Deneau and Kevin Fiala in different off seasons, and they they play Todd McClellan hockey, which is fast, hard, in your face hockey. Yeah. And the Jets, I think, um, what I've heard from a lot of fans, I mean, we, we all know what we've been talking about for the past month, since mm-hmm. my past two months since January. We all know what we've been talking about with this core for a couple of years now. Um, but what I heard from a lot of fans on this weekend was, um, you know, where is just that compete? Where is that pride? Where is that hard work ethic? Um and, and the problem is, is it's different players on different nights. It's not a team effort and it's not consistent enough. Yeah. And it, when you go through slumps, in my mind, in hockey, you need to start doing the little things right. You need to start winning puck battles. Starts with details. It might not end up in Starts the back. It might not end up in in the opposing team's net. But the details, the win the puck battles along the boards, get physical, win some faceoffs. Yeah. I, I mean, we've talked about this, and I know the metrics and the analytics around it, but I mean that first goal on the Mark Shifley faceoff loss. 
there was just no compete in the face-off circle. Like it was a clean drawback, like a pass. And it, it was about a, it was a second behind. I just, behind. and I mean, those happen, but at the start of a game like that, in a game that this close to the playoffs and the magnitude of it, I just, I need to see a little more compete level. Not a little more, a lot more. And so um, I still think they're playoff bound. And I still think that they're a team that come playoffs, they're either going to get swept or they're going to win a couple rounds. And people laugh at me for that, and fair enough. But this team is too talented. This is why it's grading on some fans, is this team is too talented to to not play well. Yeah. And, and to not play well, Cam, and I'm not talking about wins and losses. I'm talking about showing up night in, night out, in a month of 15 games, you might – have a bad one or two, but it, it's the, the losses are coming easy right now, Jim, and the wins are coming difficult and the jets have not, I mean, in, in, in terms of one goal games here, and I, I'm going to, I'm not even going to count the, the jets win on the fourth um, seven, five over Edmonton, but we, we got to go back to the Rangers game on February 20th when they've won a game uh, by more than a goal. And then the one against the against against Edmonton, that one was a that was an empty net where they won that game a game seven five. But the the fact of the matter is, is is these wins that they are picking up, no matter who their opponent is or whatever, is the, the losses are coming easy, and the victories are coming difficult. And um, I was uh, Derek Taylor was uh, of course voice of the Bombers on here, and, and I was having a conversation with him about about the Jets as as we usually do here in the in the office. And he brought up some, some interesting stuff in, in terms of expected goals for, and I'm, I'm not really big into, I don't follow this stuff too close. Um, I'm not, a, I'm not the biggest analytics guy. I think analytics are a tool, um, but I, I, I don't, I, I think they're an important tool, but I don't think that it's the B end and end all in terms of like, usually you can find if, if you're like a giant analytics person, you're usually going to be able to find. You're going to be able to sift through the stats to find and, and sort of tell yourself the sort of story that you want to see. So I I, I don't really get into these sort of things. I, I you know the eye test and, and all that sort of thing. I, th- I rely on more. Um, but in expected goals in, in high danger chances, the Winnipeg Jets are actually an above average team in the National Hockey League right now. They have 567 compared to 555 or whatever here. Um, the, the the amount that lead to goals, so they're getting above. Average uh, league, and of course, and I bring up Derek because he's big into this sort of thing. In terms of high danger chance that lead to goals, they're at 7.7%, which is well below the league average of 10.1%. So, and then, so, so what that tells me is they're getting high danger chances more than other teams, but they're not able to, to score. So it's it's that extra pass, it's that missed detail, Jim. It's that, it's that, um, it's that error with the puck. You know what I mean? Where they're they're getting chances. You know what? And 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 in the game against the Ducks, that game, I you know the the Jets obviously got more chances than the Ducks did, but I did not like their game in front of the net. I didn't like their game in front of the net. I I, I didn't think that they were they were playing tight enough. I didn't I didn't feel like that they were they were strong enough on the puck. Of course, they get the win. At this point of the season, you seem to find ways to win games, but there, there's just not that extra effort. There's not that extra. That extra go towards the net, like say oh, we're going to get chances. That's fine, but there's something missing there right now. Well, we got to talk about Mark Scheifele. Yeah, um, and we got to talk about him because he's just been atrocious for eight games now. He's minus yeah. thirteen in eight games. I think he has two assists, 
And Saturday against LA, he had no shots on net. And it's the second game in his last three that he hasn't had I a thought, shot on net. I thought he was worse in the game against the Ducks. And I think uh, Kelly Moore, I'm going to try and get this right, had the stat on Saturday during our post game that in the in the last seven games, not consecutive games, but the last seven games they've been scored on first, he's on the ice for all seven of those. Uh, it was over the uh, his line being on the ice for seven times Winnipeg has been scored on in the first of their last eight. But well, we could go through them. Time. Like yeah. he he lost the face off and then got scored on in L.A. Mm-hmm. In St. Louis, he had nobody in in front of the net when um, uh, yeah. kept. I forget the Blues player yeah, that buried down on the side of the net. Yeah. Um, we could go through it. And Boston, so, he left the zone too too quickly. His line mates are are negative as well, and um, it just I've never seen this before, Cam. To be honest with you, I, I've. Name me a number one center on a playoff team or non-playoff team that has disappeared like this at this time of the year. And I've seen players not play well, but the compete was there, the fight was there. I've seen, you know, number one centers be playing hurt or something and and just more of it. It's just and he was slamming his stick and frustrated on Saturday. I just I don't I don't know, maybe it's slamming his stick because he's injured or what. I've just, a, a number one center at this time of the year and a team fighting for the playoffs going eight-game span where he where they've been that poor. Yeah, well, you know, Jim, is like we've seen when we look back at these things, and I, I remember, um, you know, particularly Josh Morrissey, he had a, um, you know, I, I don't know, difficult season, rough season a little while ago, and then you find out that he's dealing with, uh, a, a, you know, a sick father or something like that. I... I I, I, well, I don't want to speculate on this, that. Like, yeah, we'll, that's we'll what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If I, he's hurt or something, I, I'm, but. I'm not, I don't. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to speculate on something like that. I'm saying that there maybe is something else going on there, because I mean, in terms of he's hurt, I, what 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 does hurt have to do with him completely not back checking or coasting back? Into the zone, yeah, he's not, uh, or, or he's not, not finishing his, or not finishing his checks uh, in the corners. Like, I mean, this it's constant. So, like injury, I I don't know what an injury has to do with that. That that wouldn't have anything to do with an injury. So it's like, is there something else going on? Because I don't know whether to explain. Is he upset because he got benched? Is that is that is that what it is? Because he got he, he missed you know, and we he haven't seen be, him. Yeah, he, he, you know, he showed up to speak to the media for three questions, got to talk to newspaper guys, and then he split. I have right? not we heard have, from him we have, since then. We have not heard from him since He's, then. He took questions from two newspaper reporters while Josh Morrissey was holding court in his yes. press media availability. Um, even Blake Wheeler talked to Paul Edmonds one-on-one for the pregame show on Saturday. We've, we've, and was we've talking about Blake the game. Since, yeah. We've heard from Kyle Connor. Um, I don't know where Mark is. Yeah. And, and I look, I'm not... When I bring this up, like it's because they need him, right? Like it's it's not like they're winning games and somebody's having a bad two weeks. Um, they're not winning games. They're not getting things done. And he arguably is the worst player on the ice. I, you know what? I remember Paul Maurice. It was uh, a number of years ago. I mean, he, Mark Shifley is the second most important player on this team other than Connor Hellebuck. And I remember he had Craig Button on the show, TSN. And, he uh, is right now. Yeah. Yeah. I would argue he's the most important one right now. I would argue that Connor Hellebuck is playing, Josh Morrissey is playing. They're not like Vesna every single night, and it's not Norris Trophy every single night, but they're they're playing, they're competing, they're fighting. Um, I, I've never, like I said, the I liked his game against Boston after he got benched in Carolina. Yeah. He looked engaged. He looked, you know, 
But since then, I've seen him lose puck battles in the offensive zone. I've seen him try to hit a puck past the guy as opposed to hit the guy. I've uh, seen him lose these face-offs at an enormously high rate. And I've seen him just have no defensive wherewithal in his own zone where he's in St. Louis on his knees trying to block a shot and getting up and has no clue to go pick up a player somewhere. Um, And then, like, he seems frustrated, so obviously he is, but... I just, he's too much of a veteran for this to be going on. He's not a kid anymore. He's not a kid. He's the the face of this team right now, Um, and that's why they need him. He could be playing average right now, and we wouldn't be talking about him. And that's how far this has fallen off. I have no idea. A team needs, this isn't rocket science. This isn't, you don't need any metrics or analytics or anything. A team needs its number one center right now to be as good as they can be and probably elevate their game. And he's just... Not there. And I don't know what's going on. I, I don't, like I said, I, I, I don't like to speculate on personal lives or anything like that. Yeah. I don't know about injury. He doesn't look injured to me, but yeah. we might find out at the end of the year that he is. And then I don't know if people will feel bad about thinking about this. But that being said, um, like Blake Wheeler was not good against Anaheim and didn't have a shot on net. He had five shots on net Saturday. He did. And, he did. you know, that Kyle Connor, we criticize. Kyle Connor comes back and has a couple good games. Gets a goal, but besides that, plays well. Nick Ehlers, we go about. And Nick Ehlers, the, what we do is, like I've said, the, the top six over the past three weeks have had a handful of good games individually. And it hasn't been consistent enough. But over those two to three weeks, Mark Scheifele has not had a good game. Mark Scheifele, minus 18 goalless in his last eight. And uh, where are you, Mark? The team needs you. Let's take a break. We'll come back. 204-780-6868. Text the show. Lots more to get to here. Lots of time for your guys' text messages. 204-780-6868. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Hey, Sarah. Hello. Welcome back. The one-minute power play with Sarah McCarthy. Woo. On Jets at noon. Yeah. Well, Hi, Sarah. Sarah. Did you know what I was up to on Friday morning at around 2, 3 uh, o'clock? I heard Just a little getting bit. after it. Spare us the details. Deciding whether you should have another or not. <laughs> Last call. Um, not going to. About first call for the wee hours. I was sending progressively um, more and more nasty emails to the morning crew here on 680 CGOB, telling them exactly what I thought of them. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, they said, listen, maybe she shouldn't come in. For Actually, it was audio because you were under the weather with that mid-body injury. Yeah. And you were like, this is what mid-body. I think of you all. And then you would record yourself. I had the worst. I'm not going to mention where I got it because that's no, nobody no. did it on purpose or anything mm-hmm. like that. But I got the worst food poisoning oh. on, in, of all time. That's, of all I'm time. surprised you're up. I've only had food poisoning once in my life. This is my second time. And it was seven to ten days. Like I, wow. by day five, I was like, "Is this ever going to get better?" No, it was it was eight hours of like the worst thing I've ever had to deal with. Have you ever oh had food gosh. poisoning, Sarah? I haven't, and we that's why I just avoid it. It's bad. It's we the worst. got to be extra careful with this with Skadge Pizza because <laughs> the name alone sets us back Liability. with that pers- yeah. persona. Yeah. yeah, people are really going to rely on us to put no. out the best quality pizza. How's that going, by the way? Not good. <laughs> We're at a standstill. She's working on her debut album, Driving Back to Driving. (laughs) (laughs) So she's put Skadge on the back list. She's a renaissance woman. She's got an album. She's got a restaurant. She's got business partners. She's helping Jets win home games. Yeah. 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 How do you feel about chicken on a pizza? I can do like a barbecue chicken pizza. That's good. good. Yes. That's not bad. Yes. 
chicken al- like an Alfredo pizza? I don't know about that. Like a chicken Alfredo pizza? Yeah, I'm not. I don't know. I know about some people that. are, and I'm not. It won't be on the menu. Alfredo sorry. Pizza. <laughs> right. No, that's fair enough. Even I was questioning the pierogi pizza, boss pizza, mm. but that's pretty good. It is good. Okay. But when yeah, you start making a meal into a pizza, like a meal on its own, like a pasta dish into a pizza, hey, it's like poutine. Not everything has to be poutine. That's like, true. Not everything mm-hmm. has to be a poutine. Well said, yes. Cameron. It's exactly the same thing. See, I'm a very like. Listen, I like my I I like my cereal to be Cheerios. I like my poutine to be classic. When I you, like mm-hmm. my pizza with cheese. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When you when you said on Friday that you had food poisoning, I, I was I was wor- worried it was a potato sandwich. <laughs> Bad potatoes. I'm going to bring you one of those in one time. You get a bad potato They're sandwich. <laughs> They're delicious. Have you had a potato sandwich, Cameron? No. They're Sarah delicious. McCarthy. Oh uh, McCarthy, is that Irish or Scottish? It is uh, Scottish, I want to say, not wow. Irish. Really in tune with uh, the <laughs> old country. That's your one-minute power play with Sarah McCarthy. <laughs> that I need nowhere today. <laughs> I need a detailed... I will um, get back with the family tree. Yes, yes I need to Power talk. play went nowhere today. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Hopefully it's not 0 for 23 oh, and seven weeks from One now. for 28 or whatever. Uh, oh but Sarah, I need gosh. a detailed family tree. I also need towns from where your family's from. Okay. I could provide you with that. I'll get on that. And any handmade <laughs> sweaters through your lineage. See, there was an episode of The Office. <laughs> yeah, you, you've seen The Office, right, Sarah? No, you've never not seen a the fan, office? sorry. Okay, not a fan. Okay, Hot so, take. What? Um, <laughs> oh, anyways, no. there's a scene. Well, that's your problem. But there's a scene where... Um, uh, uh, um, uh, Dwight was talking about the picking up the 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 lady. Well, it ended up being Amy Adams to for like a, as a purse saleswoman. It was like right, first yes, season, first yes. season. And um, he's going over with Jim what he needs to say, and he tells her, "Well, I can go over the origins of my last name." And he Jim goes, <laughs> "Well, it's all gold." And I was thinking, was that not good? Because I've been telling, I like back in my single days when I was wooing. Attempting. Well, we, How do you, you think it went? You gosh. would literally sit down. Well, and go, you know, Let me tell you the lineage. Well, Poitras. Well, Poitras started off as uh, it was in France, and it meant actually. And then I would get into that. Didn't work. I didn't know up until I saw that episode. I don't know what's more uninspiring: Mark Shifley's play of late or this power play. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. We'll just not unpack getting that anywhere. Another I'm just. Day. I'm just we'll going. Unpack up. that another day. <laughs> now we're picking it up. Now we're going again. There's a good shift by That's Sarah. That's a good shot at me. I'll take it. I'll t- accept There's that. There's a good Thanks, shift. Sarah. Somebody came over the boards and said, "I'll be a difference maker." Get and on it was my back, Sarah. 204, thanks, Sarah. 204 uh, Bill in St. James texts the show. Uh, he says, I test slash gut check. A lot of fans are disappointed in Shife's recent effort, ruining the legacy he has built up here. And this was something that I, 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 I 100% feel about this team over these final eight games. If 55 goes, the team goes with him over the rest of this little bit. I, I, I just 100% feel that. That if he gets on his horse and he starts digging, you, you the know, guys are going to follow him. I'm with you. A lot of this could be erased. A lot of this, you know, over the next, like they start in San Jose, come home to Detroit. Um, they got New Jersey, Nashville, Calgary, Calgary first, then Nashville. I mean, like, here's the thing. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't think they would win on Saturday. L.A. is a really good built team. Yeah. And they got better at the trade deadline. And that's a tough team that's playing playoff ready hockey to play against. But they were in it. They had two face-offs that went in mm-hmm. and an empty net goal. They were in the fight. But um, I, I just think LA is playing much better hockey right now. But 
So my point to this is they could have lost 4-1. And if you saw more effort out of some players, yeah. I would be fine with it. You know, I would a, sit here right now and go, LA was a tough get to, from the get-go. You know, like the place of your birth, Jim Toth, Lethbridge is a, is a uh, like Lethbridge, Winnipeg is a blue-collar town. Do you agree? Is, is Lethbridge a blue-collar town? I would say it's yeah. so, yeah. yeah. I don't know why I went back to your... I don't know why. I don't know why either. That was really weird. Yeah. Why did I? Why did I now feel I'm like I needed to think of what Lethbridge is? It's agriculture. And it's blue collar. My dad worked at a meat packing plant for 38 that's, years. That's, that ain't easy. No, that's blue that's collar. Not that's not sure. That's not easy. I work. don't know why I decided to go back to that, but um, uh, ridiculous. But you know what this the show's no, kind I, of become like we're we're out of answers, right? You know, and that's exactly right. Like it's, it's and, and that's what I was saying about Mark. Like I hate to pile on him. Be, well, I don't hate to pile on him. If a guy's not playing well, I'll say it. Yeah. Uh, the top six hasn't been. Even Blake Wheeler on Friday with Skyler Peters, I was saying, look, as much as I defend Wheeler's season with 50 points in 65 games, um, the last two to three weeks, he's got to be better. He's not been good. Yeah. Um, and, and so I, I don't have a problem calling it like it is. Mark needs to be better. The team needs him and he needs to be a difference maker. It's almost like he's shying away from the spotlight right now when that's not okay. Yeah. Because when you got 38 goals and you're the number one center and when you're scoring goals and you're in the spotlight, this is the the weight that comes with that. And and all this criticism is is driven from one point in my perspective. It's cuz they need you. Mm-hmm. Your team needs you to be the number one center on this team. Yeah. And if you can't score goals and you can't get assists, then you got to win some puck battles. You got to use your physicality to make some plays and you got to win some faceoffs. Mm-hmm. And, and then I think if you did that, I had a buddy text me on Saturday during the game and he said, if they trade these guys, like the guys that we're Dubois, Shifley, Wheeler, um, Hellebuck and trade or whatever, move on with the contracts and all that. I don't yeah. know if this, he was asking me, because you think this town would support a rebuild? And I said, I think this town right now would support 20 Nito Nita riders, Adam Lowry and Morgan Barron, than they would over what they've been seeing. This was my lame blue collar, white collar uh, oh, okay. reference. This is what I was trying to <laughs> now, say. Something along these lines. Yeah, no, because but, but look, like you're but, not. But you're, but you're right, Jim. If Mark Shifley could have got you back a number one center, he would have been dealt last summer. Yes, let's be clear about that. If Blake Wheeler could have brought back a second line right winger at the price or some cash somehow or in another piece, he would have been dealt last summer. I have no doubt about that. The deals that were offered to them would not have made this team better than the skill that they have in this top six. That's why they're still here. Mm-hmm. And it worked for three months, and it showed that. Now, the skill hasn't gone anywhere. The work ethic has. Yes. And the defensive zone play. And so, in my mind, when my buddy was texting me, and he said, do you think when these guys are gone, like probably this summer, uh, and the changes are made, the team will wait, the fans will wait three to four years. And I said, I, the Winnipeg and the Manitoba I know will watch 20 Morgan Barron, Adam Lowry's, Nito Nita riders, compete night in and night out and maybe not win games, but at least be in the fight more so than they would be patient to watch more of this. Yeah, I agree. And that's, and you know, that goes to what Bill and St. James when he takes the show. And I could be wrong. Like I don't buy tickets. I, you, the listeners know whether you would or not, but that's just the sense I get from the conversations I have everywhere. It's just frustrating. I mean, it's frustrating, you know, as a fan of the team and it's, it's, it's just not adding up to much. And um, but I don't like the, my point to the Wheeler thing of no shots and not good in Anaheim to getting five. 
The point of Ehlers turning the puck over constantly and not shooting it, and then he starts shooting the past two weeks and he's got some goals. Kyle Connor, you know, showing up and having an awesome game in Anaheim and being dangerous and, and wiry all over the ice. Pierre-Luc Dubois looks like he's healthy again. I didn't think he was the first three games back. Yeah. It just, I, there, I don't know if it's pride or what's going on, but somehow something should be going on in California right now. We go, I need to be, I, I want to be better. It's, it's the impact, Jim. I mean, it's like he had six shots against Boston. He didn't score. He was still minus two, but he had six shots out there. He threw two, you know, he had two blocks. He's 50% in the, in, in the face-off dot. But, it, you know, it, even if he's not going out there and getting an assist and goals and picking up points and stuff like that, you got to be generating stuff. You got to be putting pucks on net. You got to be, you know, uh, throwing your body around there and stuff like that. I mean, it's, you know, blocking shots, doing stuff to win for the team. Well, to me, it's like Pierre Luc Dubois. If you listen to his comments post game Saturday and the last time he talked before they went on the road trip and he said, We know how to play hockey. I think he ran some of those, right? Yeah. He said, It's not, we know, we just, we've got to do it. Like they all know how to do it and, and they're just, I don't know what – that's why I, I find it – I started the show going, I've never seen this before from a number one center at this time of the year. Now, I looked it up because Brad Marchand hasn't scored in nine go, in nine games, and uh, he was out on the weekend the last game because he's banged yeah. up nursing some injuries. But in his last five games, he has set six points in his last five games, all assists. He has, mm-hmm. hasn't scored a goal in nine games. But he's doing well in the face-off circle. He's competing, um, putting up points, even strength. Like the the basis of this is a we're trying to figure out what's going on. But b yeah. at the end of the day, they just need him. They need him to start winning some face-offs. They need him to be physical and not try to chip the puck by guys. They need him to make some plays that helps this team get out of their own end. And if you just do that. The points and the assists will come, but I'm not talking about they need him to score three goals. This team can't score goals right now either, no, especially no. on the power no, play. No, it's, it's evaporating. They, if you can't do that, you at least have to do those other things I mentioned. And I think that's what's driving fans crazy. Yeah. Is Brad Marchand can go nine goals without a game, but Brad Marchand can't go nine games without finishing his check, winning some face-offs, getting the puck out of the zone. This isn't a... This isn't a- this is an intelligent hockey market, Jim. And when you go Very out there and you, and you see the, what's going on on the ice, and again, it's just squarely focused on 55 right now, um, it, it's it's disheartening. And and I mean, I mean, how does I mean, does the rest of the team? I, again, I can't speak for anybody. I don't know. I, yeah, but I haven't like, been but, around the but, team but enough. But I, but it's like the rest. You know, you you. They're going all seeing the video. They're all watching the video after it. They're going through sessions. They're talking to the coach and stuff like that. And it's like this is the this is the guy. You know, it's like fifth. Mark Shifley should should have been the captain of this team. He should be the main driver of this team. I mean, it wasn't that long ago he was talking about in the media about how he wanted to be better than Connor McDavid. He wanted to be the best player in the entire National Hockey League. What, I don't know what's happened. Well, that's what I mean. I, this is it's, so it's, bizarre. It, it doesn't make sense. It's so bizarre that, like, come he knows how to play in the playoffs, too. Like, he set a record for road goals in 2018. He was fantastic. He scored he 18, 14 goals or something. Yeah, it was. he was incredible. And, and That was his coming out in the league. And I've seen, like, Kyle Connor snake bit. But he's at least getting opportunities. He's been real. He's been dangerous. Like he's, he's the been, other thing he's that's been moving. The other thing I haven't brought up yet that's ominous. And Kelly Moore did the work on this in the post game. But I think they missed. They had eighteen shots that missed the net 
on Saturday. Yeah, we got a text from And and that's just like that that's not just a Mark Shifley thing. That's yeah. at this time of the year. And I mean it speaks to the power play with how they can't gain the zone and if they gain the zone they turn it over. Yeah. I, I they just I don't know. Uh, I mean clearly in my mind it's time for a change. Yeah. And for all the people saying that like bench him or do all this, you can't do that right now. You, because you need him. You all need you him, can do You need him so bad, Jim, it's unbelievable. All you can do is keep putting him out there and and try to get to him and hopefully he finds it's, some rhythm. It's, it's, and that yeah. goes for the same for the top 6. I mean, you can they benched him for 12 minutes to all our listeners. We're all aware of that. And they came back and had pretty good games. But in a 2-1 game in L.A., when he's not playing well and he's lost a face-off and everything else, you can't bench him because it's 2-1 and you need those points. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Robert texts the show 204-780-6868. Hey, Cam and Jim, Robert here. Uh, they need to hit the net. Yeah, the Winnipeg Jets, this has been an ongoing issue all throughout the year. They're third in the league uh, in missed shots. Um, it, it's, it's, been a, it's, been a constant, it's been a constant issue for this team. And it's also adding up to missed opportunities in terms of in terms of offense. I mean, it's like, Jim, when we talk about the analytics, the analytics suggest, and I always I have to underline that and, and put it into brackets, the, the, the analytics suggest that the Winnipeg Jets are going to start finding the back of the net. They Like, if the numbers can be believed. But it's like, you. but to get there, you got to make that extra effort. you got to keep going. Well, this is going to sound cliche, but the problem, I love analytics and I use them daily when I break down games and everything else, but this is a game of emotion Yeah, and you can't measure that analytically. This is a game of heart and desire. This is a game of why if you score on the power play, you get some momentum. This is, this is why Arizona can beat you. It's a game of heart and emotion and desire. And analytics might point to that, but that's not going to happen unless some players elevate their game. Yeah. And and they just have to. And San Jose tomorrow is, if you don't beat San Jose, and I mean beat them, like you got to win that game tomorrow. That's, yeah. That's why I brought up that point. When you look back, they haven't, they haven't won a game by over one goal. And I'm not going to count the one against the Oilers when they beat him 7-5 earlier this month because it was an empty netter. It was a one-goal game. See, they haven't been able to. It's been, it's been, if they've been able to pick up a win, it's been right down to the wire. That's why this team's so hard to figure out because that 7-5 win over Edmonton came on the heels of getting spanked in Edmonton the night before. Mm-hmm. It was back-to-back nights. You rolled with the same goalie, or did they, no, they had Riddickin or I don't know. But my point to this yeah. is, is so pride set in, right? Mm-hmm. They were up 2-1. They gave up two goals right away in the second. And then Lowry comes down and scores another one. And it just, like, that's what I'm not seeing right now. And then what happened two days later? Pride and Will sat in in that game. And it was like, no matter how many goals the Oilers are going to pump by us, we're going to pour in more. We're going to find a way. Two days later, they gave up a goal 11 seconds left in that game, and they lost in overtime to San Jose. Which, whatever, they played good and they got a point, like... The Arizona, the only one by like, but where is that sort of pride? That sort of I, we, determination, the will. Yeah, Morrissey going down the boards, telling you to get up out of your effing seat and let's go. And I feed off this building, and they'll get up out of their seats if you do something. That's right. Yeah, let's and I'm not talking about a goal. I'm talking about a shift, a hit, a faceoff win. Like it just, I don't know where that passion is from from this this crew right now, and and fifty five. Where is your heart, desire, and passion 
to win a hockey game. Let's take a break. We'll come back. 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. San Jose. Winnipeg tomorrow, 7.30 pregame show, 9.30 puck drop. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.